welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to today. T- uh, today, whatever. Today's cool. <laughs> Let's start this over. Hey. <laughs> welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to today's episode of the Vampire Movie Club, and I am your host, Shannon. And I'm also a hot mess today, and I'm gonna mess up all of my words. And we have some special guests today. We have Avencio and Katie. Hooray! And today we watched the 1995 movie, The Addiction. Ooh. So our question today is going to be, what is your favorite Christopher Walken movie? We'll go with... We'll go with moi? Yeah. Okay. So I I only know one, and that was Hairspray. And it was like the only <laughs> time I've ever seen a movie with him in it. And where I was like, oh, so that's the voice that people impersonate on TV sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's legitimately his voice. So he did a really good job in Hairspray. So good job, Chris, for walking. <laughs> Keep walking that path. Oh, uh, good gosh. I get it. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to tell my flying pie joke in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Katie? Um, mine, I, he's not like the focal point of the movie, but my favorite Christopher Walken movie would be Mouse Hunt. Oh, okay. What is that one? Is that the, is that like the game? I totally had the game Mouse Hunt when I was a kid. Uh, it's, oh, it was Mouse like Trap. Trap. It's yeah, uh, fuck, never mind. Similar. I it. It's got Nathan Lane uh, and that's right. other guy, and they buy this. I don't remember if it was a house or a factory or something, but there there's a mouse in it that is much smarter than they are. Ah, cool. and it's it's very funny. That's awesome. So I'm going through all these Christopher Walken movies. He's got like 130 some odd credits. Um... I feel like I have not seen any damn thing he's been in. And so today I'm going to go with Wayne's World 2 because I know he's in Wayne's World 2. But like everything that I've seen that he's in it, I'm like, who was he in Batman 2? He was in True Romance. He was in like Pulp Fiction. He was in all this stuff. And like I know about The Prophecy and um, Nick of Time. And there are all these movies I'm just going through as IMDb where I know that like I've seen them but I don't remember them, and, like, I don't remember him. And so when going through, I remember him in Wayne's World 2. So we're going to go with Wayne's World 2. He was also in that sketch in SNL asking for Mo Capo. Yes. That's the, I swear to God, he's that, so I, prevalent. I think that's why he is. Yeah. That's the end of that statement. That's why he is. Like, I don't know. He, is. he was birthed from that one clip uh, on yes. SNL. No, he, like, I know he did that. I feel like he probably is in this state kind of like Jeff Goldblum, where he's like, this is not how I imagined my life would be. Why am I so famous? <laughs> where, like, I know he was in that SNL thing, and I know he is quite prevalent um, in film and television, and so I'm like, okay, I know he exists, and I know he's there, and I don't even doubt that Christopher Walken is, like, a talented and, like, guy that everybody knows. It's not like, oh, who's that guy that looks like him, but he's always, like, the dad? Like, he's Christopher fucking Walken. But when I started going through his movie, I'm like, you were in Blast from the Past? Who the hell were you in Blast from the Past? How You were in Catch Me If You Can? Who the fuck are you? Like, I don't know any it of It feels these. a little bit like you're just born with this intrinsic knowledge that, like, yes, Christopher, Christopher Walken, Walken exists. exists. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like... I have not seen anything, and I don't know how. Uh, he was in Sleepy Hollow, and he was like the oops. He was the horseman in Sleepy what? Hollow. What? Yeah. What? With Johnny Depp. Yeah, that terrible movie where Christina Ricci has like the worst eyebrows. Where is it? And then uh, I guess I've seen that one too because if he was he was a headless horseman. I am 90% positive. Hold on. Now I'm second guessing everything I know about life. Or the headed horseman? Or the 
something horseman. Oh, he was in the Stepford Wives. He is Hessian horseman. He was in Stepford Wives? Yeah. I've seen that movie. Who the hell was he in Stepford Wives? Exactly. He, I've seen Stepford oh, Wives. He played Mike Wellington. Well, that clears that right up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, cool. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, he totally plays um, Hessian horseman. He was in Kangaroo oh, Jack. Hessian. Hessian horseman. <laughs> oh my god. For a minute I was like, what a weird name. His family's last name is horse. No, it's... <laughs> Oh yeah, his last name is not Horseman. He was in that music video um, for Fatboy Slim. Which one? The like um, Weapon of Choice, oh. where he goes all crazy with his body. And he's in a Madonna video. Is he? He's in a yeah. Madonna video. Yeah. Christopher Walken. Like you go, girl. You go, See, girl. there's so many things. Anyway, we're talking about Christopher Walken today. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you my flying pie joke. So there's a pizza place in Boise that um, is awesome and. They have a picture of Christopher Walken taped to the outside of their walk-in freezer. And then they also have a picture of Ice Cube taped to the ice dispenser on the fountain drink machine. And then they have a picture of iced tea on the little, like, tea spout um, Mm -hmm. next to the fountain drink machine, which is amazing. So I'm like, thank you, guys, for uh, making fun of people's names. (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so we watched the 1995 movie, The Addiction. Uh, had either of you seen this movie? I had not. I've, no. Had, uh, had you heard of it? No. Absolutely not. I know nothing of this movie. It is a 1995 movie. It has Lily Taylor and Christopher Walken in it, although it is, um, very bold to say that he should have second billing. Um. Yeah. Because he's in it for one scene. It is directed by Abel Ferreira. Um, who I read a bit about him, and I feel like I should know who he is. Um, he has quite a few directing credits. A lot of them are, like, gritty, noir, like, uh, horror, uh, grindhouse kind of movies where they're just kind of, um, I'm gonna say this word wrong. Exploitative? Exploitive. No, that that sounds right. That one. Um, but I haven't actually seen anything else he's done. He did Body Snatchers in 1993. He did King of New York. Um, and there is a sister movie to The Addiction. It is called, hold on. Uh, the Funeral. On? The Funeral. Thank you. It is The Funeral. So he has like this sister movie that has a lot of the same staff and a lot of the mm-hmm. same um, people in it. Um, but I have seen nothing that he's done. And I was trying to read the trivia on him because I feel like I've heard his name. Um but he didn't feel, from the very shallow research that I did, is um, exceptionally, um, I don't want to use the word prolific again, but he's done a fair bit, but not like Not anything that's ranking. super mainstream, I don't think, yeah. to where people would be like, oh yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess unless we're John. I bet he's like, you don't know this person. I know. So I feel like he and Mike are yelling at us right now. That somewhere, he just looked up and he was like, someone doesn't know trivia. Yes, he both of those <laughs> both of those boys know this right now. Um, it was directed by Nicholas St. John, and everything Nicholas St. John has written is something that Abel Ferreira has directed. Hmm. Um, and yeah, King of New York, The Funeral, Fear Street, Body Snatchers. He wrote an episode of Miami Vice. Or no, he was a drug dealer at a party in an episode of Miami Vice. <laughs> they have um, Ms. 45, and I don't know if that's supposed to be Ms. .45. Because there's very specifically a mm-hmm. period, so I think it's a caliber of a gun. Um, but I don't... Yeah. Anyway. So, there's all of that. Um, who do we... Why do we know Lily Taylor? She has done a ton of stuff as well. 
uh, a lot of horror stuff. She was in The Nun, and she was in Leatherface, and... The Conjuring. She was in The Conjuring, and... Who did she play in The Conjuring? Carolyn Perone. Oh, that actually didn't help. I was, <laughs> I was expecting, like, the mom. Oh, the, the, yeah, the sister. I don't know. I'll open that one up and um, see. Well, she was in that... Oh, I don't like Johnny Depp, but she was in that Public Enemies movie. Were you with, like, a gangster? Yeah. That, I, I actually liked that. Or I remember liking that movie when I saw it. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. That's cool. I have emotional issues with Johnny Depp. Uh, she was in High Fidelity. She was in The Haunting, and she played Nell in The Haunting. She was in an episode of Mad About You. Like, I've seen her face, and I've seen her around. I think Carolyn Prone is the one that gets possessed. Okay. Ooh. I can see her being possessed. One of the notes uh, I very specifically wrote about uh, Lily Taylor is that she's incredibly uninhibited. In everything that she had to do, I never felt like, um, she was like, I don't know what to do. Let's flail around for a while. Like, she was very committed to her flailing and very committed to her pain and anguish. And, um, I appreciated it, um, of that. She was in Ransom. Uh, she was in Four Rooms. So, I've seen her around and she... See, I feel like I've seen more stuff with uh, Lily <laughs> Taylor than fucking Christopher Walken. Mm, mm-hmm. Anyway, Christopher Walken is also in this movie, even though he's only in it for five seconds. He made a brief cameo. He, he just in one scene. Well um, done, Christopher Walken. Edie Falco is in it. She plays uh, Lily Taylor's friend. Uh, and that's kind of it. Uh, I don't really recognize anyone else, and it's not a very big cast. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, do either of you want to take a stab at the plot? I don't. I'll, <laughs> I'll try. Okay. We can help. So there's a doctoral, it focuses on a doctoral student named Kathleen. Mm-hmm. And she, it opens up with all of these like war pictures. Mm-hmm. They're doing some sort of a discussion on like something. Genocide. Yeah. And her and her friend J- Jane. Jean. Jean. Good job. I never, ever caught her name. I didn't catch Kathleen until she left when she was sick, well, like, for them, after like, she got bit. They called her Kathy for a while, and yeah. then they called her Kathleen, and I was like, oh, okay. Which is why, at the end, I was like, oh, she was born in Halloween. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I am surprised that I knew that that was her name to know that that was her headstone. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, we're going to get right into them. <laughs> so, so her and Jean leave their... Oh, I'm sorry. Jean is Edie Falco. Yes. Which is, like, the only name that I know and feel comfortable with <laughs> besides Christopher Walken. And again, I have seen Edie Falco in nothing. <laughs> like, I have not seen The Sopranos and I have not seen Nurse Jackie. There's another show she, that she was in where she played the mob, but I can't remember what it was. Probably a ton of shit. It was, it was, like, another HBO. I think that was something that I saw on her thing and I was like, oh, I actually know this. It's, like, driving me crazy. Is it Six Feet Under? Or she was, was she in... Thir- she was in 30 Rock, Sopranos... Um, Soprano some more. She was in an episode of Will and Grace. She was. I think she was also in an I think episode she played, of like, Mad the, About You. I think she played the lesbian. And Lily Taylor was in an episode of Mad About You. Um, is a show it's HBO it's a, or uh, Showtime or something? Because like Copland. Because I'm watching something on Netflix right now where they're uh-huh. talking about like TV shows in the 2000s, and it she was in three shows that they talked about. It was oh, Sopranos. was it Oz? It was Oz. Yeah, she Thank was. You. Yeah. Thank you. She was like some prison guard person, I think. But yeah, it was Sopranos, Oz, and then she had her own show, Chris Jackie. Gotcha. Yep. Nope. She's another one where I know she exists and I know she's talented and I've seen her in Jack shit. 
So, cool. Sorry, guys. I'm the worst at this watching thing. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Right, so they leave Blast. their seminar class, whatever. Yeah. And they're walking, and they go their separate ways, and Kathy walks... I don't know if she went into, like, a weird part of town or, or if it was suddenly nighttime because it was black and white, so it was very hard to tell <laughs> if it was day or night. I but feel she, like they left the class in the daytime. Like, it that's felt what it seemed like. But very I, sunny and, like, I don't even know though it's long, in black and white. It was hard to tell how long she was, like, out and about because it seemed like it was night a little while later when it should not have been. Yes. But she meets the sex worker who pulls her into a dark alley and ends up biting her and mm-hmm. then leaves. And so then she goes to the hospital and gets not cleaned up, apparently. No, yeah. So this is, we mentioned this, this is one of the first times where someone gets attacked by a vampire, like, on the street and actually goes to the cops. And it's just like, they take a report. And and they take a report and they, maybe it wasn't a hospital, but you think that they would have had some sort of medical treatment. Well, because they bandaged her, but it was like they just slapped it over her neck wound and like they didn't clean it. They didn't clean because she had like streaks of dried blood Mm -hmm. and Jordan was really trying to uh, be, um, he was trying to find the benefit of the, yeah, he was trying to be optimistic where he's like, well, maybe it's just still bleeding. And we're like, yeah, that dry, crusty blood. Well, it was, it wasn't like, you know how when a wound bleeds, it like... Yeah. Bleeds from the wound, as yeah. opposed to, like, the entire area around it, where it was all just, like, spread all over. She was so great. It was quite messy. There was a lot of blood. Mm. Yeah. But so she goes to the hospital. They're like, yep, well, we'll take a report. She goes home. And then she was laying in bed and acting real weird and squirming around. And I think that's, like, our first, like, oh, something is not right. Mm-hmm. And then after that, does she go to class the next day? She does, or we see class. She does, because we see the professor. Yes, no, she does go to class because he's talking about stuff, which I feel probably was relevant to, like, some inner deeper meaning, and I completely glossed over what was happening because I was focused on her, like, not feeling well, and then she was kind of, like, stomach painting. Oh, this is when she starts coughing up blood. And then she goes to the bathroom and starts coughing up blood, but does not have TB, you guys. (laughs) <laughs> she has vampirism, apparently. Yeah. So then she goes back to the hospital, and they, they do clean her up this yeah, time. Yeah, they like admit her, and then the doctor's there talking. Oh, we did all these tests. Like nothing seems wrong. Mm-hmm. We think you're just anemic, mm-hmm. which I don't think coughing up blood is a symptom of anemia. But I'm not a doctor. I am not a doctor either. Although I have been listening to Sawbones, so I feel I love Sawbones. Um, so like I'm much. one step closer to being a doctor. Um, I could totally be a doctor in the 1700s. You're, you, yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like I have enough deductive reasoning to be a doctor in the 1700s. Um, so after this, she she leaves the hospital. She goes back to class, possibly the next day, mm-hmm. and talks to her professor. And it sounds like they're getting together to talk about her thesis. Yeah, because he's like, do you still want to meet mm-hmm. at seven? Um, and they meet at, like, a cello recital. It was like a bar that had... A cello, cello. A cellist. A cellist, yeah. Um, just kind of like how you have open mic night, but it was just like just, a cello player. Yeah. Just kicking it. Um, that was an awkward scene. It was real weird. Um, and you asked this question, too, where you're just like, are we supposed to assume that they had some sort of relationship beforehand? They were quite friendly, but not in like a, not in a student professor kind of yeah. way, but also not in a terribly romantic kind of way, no. but just in a very familiar way. So he, he like walks her home and after the, after the dinner where they didn't eat, they didn't eat. 
and they didn't talk about her thesis, and she was getting really philosophical and um, high and mighty. Saying something about how she's come to terms with her existence and yes. like, weird stuff like that. And then she's like, yeah, go ahead, sorry. So they walk her home, he walks her home, and she invites him in, and he's like, well, tonight really hasn't been that fun. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> no, what? And he's like, well, I didn't have a really good time tonight, and we're just like. So okay, the, but oh, also like I'm I thought sorry. that the whole thing was weird because it's like, well, this is your professor. Yeah, and, but so anyway, he invites her in. Mm-hmm. She, she invites like, him yeah. in to mm-hmm. her house, and this was I noted where I was like, oh, so now she's like all flirtatious. Mm-hmm. So it was very hard to figure out where their relationship was. Yeah, then but it so, became more her doing blood stuff uh-huh. than it was anything that they had before. Yeah, she invited him in, and then it seemed like she offered him meth. Some sort of drug. Sure. Whatever she, it was, she heated it up on a spoon. Yes, I thought she was opening a Splenda packet because that's what oh, it looks like. Is that is that how that comes? I don't like know. Like a little, 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 it, like a little Splenda packet? Yeah. Because she had to like rip a, it open. Yeah, it, like, oh, I thought it, it looked, looked like she ripped open a little like sugar packet and like oh, poured it on a yeah. spoon. Yeah. I, I thought it was like a little clear Ziploc baggie. Oh, maybe. Like, oh, I totally... That's what it looked like in my head. She heated oh, it up good. over a candle. And yeah, she most certainly had a spoon. Like, I understand very Guys... I am from the bubble of Orange County. I do not have a lot of drugs in my life. <laughs> there was a point where my friend and I were watching Intervention when I was in college, and she was cooking her heroin, and I'm like, ew, it's all black and tarry. And she's like, it's literally black tar heroin, Shannon. Yes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> people take, like, people do that? Gross. Um, I am so woefully drug naive, you guys. It's sad. I don't think that's bad. Um, my mom and I didn't know how to smoke, or didn't know what you did to mushrooms. Um, <laughs> because I don't do, like, I'm not opposed to them, but I just don't do drugs. And my mom has very limited experience with drugs. And we're on the phone, and I'm in the bedroom, and I'm yelling at Jordan across the house. And I'm like, Jordan! How do you do mushrooms? <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Who are you talking to? I'm like, my mom, we don't know how to do mushrooms. <laughs> um, so yeah, when there's drug stuff, I'm just like, I don't know. But it it did not look see-through. It looked like yellowish or yeah. brownish. Like it looked like a sugar packet. And so that's why I thought it was a trick. Because oh. she's like, do you trust me? And well, I'm she like, pulls out this tray that has that and, like, the candle. And it then, did like, have the candle on it. An assortment of hypodermic needles. Yeah. I hate, the only complaint I have about that is that she lit the candle over her bed. I'm like, she's yeah. me. This is oh, not and then a she, very... like, sat up and She moved. just, like, sat like, the candle on her bed. And I'm like, like, that is a fire hazard. <laughs> You're going to knock that over. Yeah. But um, so then I think she drugs him. And then the next thing you know, he's it shows his arm. And he has two... They looked like incisions, not injection sites. No, they most certainly looked like like uh, parallel line uh-huh. scratches. And they've been oh, labeled... scratches? I thought... I, there were two dots, I remember. Yeah. And one was labeled in and one was labeled out. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the next the next shot is her taking all the money out of his wallet and leaving. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What came after that? Um, then oh, I think she... She, she goes... Like, to that weird part of town that I think she was in when she was attacked. And this is where she meets Black. Yeah. So her and Edie Falco are, like, walking down the street because she was there, too. And there's mm-hmm. just, like, um, this, like, collection of thuggish-looking boys in the New York streets. I'm gonna... She just um, walks up to one and is like, want to have sex? Well, one of them was like, hey, baby, you're, like, what's going on, shorty? And she's like, hey, well, I'll make she, out with you. She quote him exactly. He's like, hey, baby, do you have jungle fever? And that's when I rolled my eyes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, they did say that. That's gross. But, because she wasn't feeling it at first, but she does go back later. She, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Apparently, this is a trait of the directors, where because there was a scene after she gets attacked where we just like have like super eight camera just like filming uh-huh. the nitty gritty streets of New York, and it's just like we see people like hanging out on stoops, and we have a lot of rap music. Um, it, the music was super nineties. The mm. music, so most certainly anything. That wasn't the score. Mm-hmm. I felt the score was okay. The score was like this weird, ominous, like yeah. kind of tone situation, and I didn't mind that. Like I liked the the score, but anything that wasn't the score that was music was uh, super nineties like, hip hop. Super nineties hip hop, <laughs> like New York nineties hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was another one of those scenes where it's like the director, one of his scenes where he's just like going to follow the camera around so you see uh-huh. how New York is. And I've never been to New York, so I shouldn't have so much sass in my face. But tell him why you feel that way. I'm from California, <laughs> and so that is why I'm like, yeah, this is this is how we show that New York is like tough. I'm like maybe it's from yeah. She bites him, and then. Mm-hmm. She, she bites him. This is when she just, like, appears with Christopher Walken. Like, there's a shot of him walking yeah. down the street. And then the next shot, she's just, like, holding his arm. They're, like, walking down the street they're arm like, in arm. In an, and then they're in an elevator, and he, like, takes her to his he, home, and he's, like, telling her that she's doing it wrong. Yeah, he said that he'd been fasting for 40 years. Uh-huh. And the, like, I read a thing that said that he was keeping her there to try to help her overcome her bloodlust or mm-hmm. whatever. Because he was like, well, see, I've been doing it and this is fine. Yeah, I eat human food and I rest and I, yeah. He was trying to explain to us that he totally acts human because he resists. And he defecates. He, he did sp- very specifically oh, yes. say that. He did. Look how human I am. I poop. Mm-hmm. I- wow. Uh- I, guys, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I'm watching the for the very first time. <laughs> yeah. No, that scene was so weird because he does come out of nowhere he takes her with him. He's like, you're doing this wrong. And then takes he takes a shower. And he comes out in a bathrobe. He comes out in a bathrobe, and she is, like, bloody on the floor. So he can't be resisting his Because uh, he, he definitely, like, takes a drink from her. He drinks yeah. from her from a lo- for a long time because we're, like, just looking at his back, listening mm-hmm. to slurping sounds for a long time. Well, because he's been fasting for 40 years. So he he's probably he hungry. He's hungry, girl. Yeah. So then she... Like, crawls into the bathroom and grabs a razor. And she's trying to kill herself or But something. then he was like, oh, were you really trying to end it all, or were you just trying to get something to eat? Yeah. And then he leaves, and then I don't think he comes back he never comes ever back. again. He never, ever comes back. Him and his wet hair, they never come back. And she, like, makes her way out of his apartment and is just, like, wandering around all stumbly on the road and uh-huh. falls down and is, she looks like she's having some sort of a seizure. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes over and he's like, oh my gosh, let me help you. And he, like, picks her up and starts to carry her to safety and then she bites him. And then she bites him. But he wasn't in pain because he was going, yeah, he ah. Was, oh, oh. Oh. no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll be, like, listening to that later. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's all. gross. Um, they, yeah, they do that. And then that's when she, like, decides She'll, to be a good student again. Well, yeah, she, no, she attacks her friend, too, though. Oh, she does attack Edie Falcon. Oh, that's right. And then she decides. That was, that was before she met Christopher Walken? I think so. Oh, and there's the other, other anthropology student that she meets at the library. She, like, goes to the library. she invites home to study oh, yeah. and then bites her. And this girl is all mad that she bit her. Because, like, why would you do that? And she was like, well, really, how would you think I would not do that? And it's and your like, fault. real mad at, like... Yeah, real mean to her. <laughs> she was super. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at this point, she's just like 
fighting everybody. She's fighting And then she goes and to defend her doctoral dissertation. Yeah, and then she decides to be a good student, finishes her thesis, um, takes it to, like, the little planning committee, which includes her professor... So that we she have drugged all her victims in her yeah well not all of her victims no, not the, the party the panel just mm-hmm. the panel okay. her, her defense I guess I wasn't paying attention to that part. that's okay it like it like panned across from, it without mm-hmm. actually ever stopping I think and so it was like a black bar <laughs> and then like a lit room and then another like just, like, like yeah. wall and then. The I'm watching pan- this movie for the very first time right now. <laughs> <laughs> it panned maybe too quickly because then it had to sit. She in said the something dark. vaguely philosophical. Yeah, where and then it just was in blackness though because they mm-hmm. panned past the room, and so now we were just in a black shot of the wall um, while she finished her sentence because I think they panned too quickly. So then they they give her her doctoral degree, yeah, whatever that is. And mm. then she's having a party, and before the party, there's this guy handing out religious pamphlets in front of the building where she's having her party, mm-hmm. and he gives her a pamphlet, and she tries to get him to come inside, and he's like, no, I can't. And she goes into this storeroom and looks but, at the pamphlet with this picture of Jesus on it, mm-hmm. and flips the like, fuck out. super rages. She starts ripping her clothes off. Yeah. And yelling, like, I will not submit. Mm-hmm. And she's rolling around on the ground, and... It was real intense. It was real weird. And then she, um, I don't know how she summons Edie Falco emotionally. Yeah, so, so she now she's her. like at the the graduation party. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And it's got uh, it's a it outside has, of the storeroom or whatever. Yeah, it, like in whatever um, banquet room mm-hmm. of this building, and it's got an interesting mix of people, like a professor, but then also everybody she's consumed from. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they're not dead. Like, none of them and are dead. And then an dead. assortment of, like, other random And then people. an assortment of, um, random college people. And then the chick that bit her, and still not Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then Edie Falco finds this girl and is like, hey, come over here with me, and brings mm-hmm. her into the storeroom. And then Kathy eats her. Eats her and takes, and takes her, her dress. Mm-hmm. Which I'm fairly certain when she walks out, she turns around, and the back of her dress is just, like, covered in blood. Yeah. And nobody says anything about it when no. she goes back out and, like, addresses them. Mm-hmm. And she says, I don't remember what she said, but it was She wanted us to, she wanted to show Like, let me show you what I've learned what or she's learned something over the time. like that. And so then she just bites her professor. And that's what, that's the one that's really funny, because he's not looking at her, but she is the one that is addressing the crowd, and he's standing yeah, next standing, to her. they're standing, like, parallel to each other. And not, not listening to her, just kind of blankly, <laughs> and then she attacks him. Yeah. And then they, it's just... And then suddenly it's just like a blood orgy. It's super Mm -hmm. free-for-all, and anybody that she has bitten is now biting other people. Mm -hmm. And they're drinking from them. But then the guy that was handing out the pamphlets is there now, too, biting people. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. I missed that part, too. Maybe it was a guy that, maybe it wasn't him, maybe it just looked like him. I thought it was Because I know it was the guy that carried her. There was that really tall guy, but that was the guy that carried her. Mm -hmm. Um... Which made sense, because I'm like, damn, he picked her up off the ground, uh-huh. and she is quite small, but he is also quite tall. Yeah. Um, and then they go to the hospital, right? Like, Oh, some- so they, like, yeah. drink all of these people. They drink all of them. And then, again, she's wandering around. Out, like, like, in bloody clothes. Yeah, yeah. and then she gets rushed yeah. to the hospital, because somebody finds her, because I think she, it was like, oh, she had too much blood now. I don't know. Yeah. And <clears throat> so then she wakes up in the hospital, and... 
They're just like, okay, you're going to be fine. Yeah, there's a nurse there. She asks the nurse to open the window. And then the light comes in. And the light is doing this real weird thing through the blinds where it's just, like, moving down the wall. Mm-hmm. I wanted to think that that was cool in the... It's too fast. Like, that's mm-hmm. not how the sun moves. Um, and it wasn't sped up. Like, it wasn't she yeah. was reacting sped up. Uh, it was just... Then moving the sun real fast to get that, to her. Yeah, that's definitely what it seemed like. And then that's when the chick that bit her comes in and shuts the blind mm-hmm. and is just like, it's not that easy. Because she's starting to act all like, oh, I'm in pain, the sun is touching me, blah, blah, blah. And then what's-her-face shows up and shuts someone is like, no. And then she quotes Dante. Yep. And then she quotes some other guy mm-hmm. and smokes a cigarette. There's a lot of Kierkegaard. Like, they quote mm-hmm. him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then then... A priest walks down the hall, says hello to a doctor. <laughs> and the doctor does not respond. It was just and like a lot of stage, like, yeah. whispers. Not even whisper, like, say shocking, or, like, just you like have to make it look like moving. you're talking. I was like, okay, that's and cool. And he walks in and says something to her. They, they do something that feels Catholic, I don't know. Yeah. And then the next scene, it pans up on a grave with someone's laying, like, a tulip. Mm-hmm. And then it shows her walking away from her own grave. Yeah. The end. <laughs> and her birthday is on Halloween, and she died the um, day after her birthday, yeah. on November 1st. And then she's walking away from her grave, and then that's when um, we have the... I think it's Seth... Her quote is, self-realization is the destruction of self. And then it, like, hard cuts to the credits. Well, and the, the epitaph on her tombstone, or headstone, was, I am the resurrection. Yeah. And then hard cut credits. Yep, <laughs> with weird hip hop music. With super weird hip hop music, like, like, like N word hip hop rap yeah, music. Yeah, that like, was like the third word in the song, and we were like, "Oh, okay, this is what we're doing now, guys." Right? Yeah. So that's the like overarching. <laughs> the like, yeah, that's what's going on. Um, what do you call it? That was really difficult to explain. We got all that for the first time. They go to the cops. Um, I feel like if I was, like, a, a major in philosophy, it'd be like, but you missed a point. But probably. Okay, <laughs> so I will preface this with, I don't think I'm smart enough for philosophy majors. I have a theater research degree, and although I am very good at research, and I have my own, like, brains in my head, philosophy is not one of them. Philosophy is not one of the things I remember taking a class, uh, taking a philosophy class, like, in college, for GE, from my friend um, who was a theater guy that I took theater with and then I had him as a professor and I just remember being in class like, what the fuck are we talking? Like, I was so confused. We're gonna go kind of weird and out of order and we're gonna let Evencio do his final thoughts really quick. (laughs) And then maybe I'll cut him and put him somewhere else. Yeah. So, would you recommend this movie? No, I would not recommend this movie unless you are like a philosophy major and want to have deep thoughts and whatever. I felt like there could have... My only issue with the movie was it was like a whisper tone the entire there time. There was not a lot of dialogue. And mm-hmm. it, I didn't even realize they were talking at times, so I was like, cool. this is." I like, kept having to turn it up, and then the music would come in, and I'm like, shit. And then it, I had to turn it down. I just didn't like... No, I didn't grab my attention. Um, I would not watch this again mm-hmm. by any means, unless, like, for whatever reason, like, I'm 40 years old, you know, <laughs> 10 years from now, and I'm like... For whatever reason, I'm no, 40. some deep thoughts just occurred to me. <laughs> I need to watch The Addiction. <laughs> watch The Addiction. I, watch <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure there's, still, like, a lot of good human traits into it. Like, you know, addiction just in general. Like, mm-hmm. what it could do to you. Um, it definitely felt less like, oh, this is a vampire movie, as opposed to 
we're going to use vampirism as a metaphor for everything else. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, so please don't at me. This movie went over my head. I <laughs> did not enjoy this. That's okay. And so would you recommend it? No. Cool. And see. <laughs> so yeah, I took that velocity class with Marcel, and I was confused the whole damn time. And so I feel like abstract thinking is not for Shannon's. Um, I'm quite literal. I'm quite like here are facts, and here mm-hmm. is here are pictures that make like a history of people. Um, and philosophy is not a thing that I'm good at. Um, so I'm gonna preface it that because most certainly we started reading the reviews. Of the movie, and it was like, am oh I the boy, only were one? Those pretentious. Yeah, am I the only one who got this movie? I think it's very, it's a be like really intense look at this, and blah. and like the whole time I was reading it, I'm like, I, I feel like you had to pull that, like you had to want. Yeah, that. I felt, and maybe this is because I'm also not, a, I don't have a philosophy degree, but it felt like they were trying really hard to be like really deep and provocative, mm-hmm. and like look at how much we know. Yes. There was a lot of events you said at one point where it felt like art student film. Yes. Um, where it feels like there was one point where she is getting attacked by the chick in the alley and it hard cuts to like a little girl running in a field mm-hmm. and then it hard cuts back to the genocide, I think, that they yeah. were studying and then back to her being attacked. Um, and so even then I'm like, well, who's that kid? Is that, like, a thing we need to know about? Is that a thing that I'm, like, missing? Or is this her childhood See, I was, that's what leaving I thought. her? I was like, oh, is she, like, regressing? Like, I have like. no idea. Um, and then all of their dialogue, all of Lily Taylor's dialogue, of, like, what little dialogue they have, was super just, let me pour these words at you mm-hmm. that are supposed to put together to mean something deep, but it felt um, too abstract for Shannon's. Mostly. Yeah. Um, I was confused by all of her dialogue. There was, even when she was talking about her thesis, where they're just like, I wish I could go back and find it, where they were talking about her thesis, and even the sentences that she put together, and I'm like, no, those aren't sentences. Uh-huh. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know what any of those words mean. And I know words, like, I'm not an idiot, but I'm like, yep, I don't know what you said at all. I have no idea the context of that sentence. And then we have looks in in the face and tell it to go. And this is a Mm -hmm. thing that the woman who bit her and then also what Lily Taylor had been telling to each person that she attacked is she's like, you have to look sin in the face and you have to tell it to go with authority. Like, you have to tell me to leave. And then that's what she was saying to Edie. Well, she said it to everybody, but she said it to Edie Falco. And then Edie Falco did it. She's like, go, leave me alone, let go of me, like, with authority. And I'm like, I feel... That's a little more authoritative than the other people that have responded. And then she's like, cool, and, and then she bit her. And then she's like, cool, bye, and then still bit her. And so I'm like, well, then is now this some sort of ultra deep, like, well, okay, I told you to do it, but then now I'm not going to do it, and this is how you know that there's actually nothing um, or something. Yeah, I was like, are you trying to get at, like, the problem of, like, free will? And, like, do we have free will? Is, is this where this is going? Like, I, I was most certainly, I'm like, well, she did it. Like... I don't understand why you're all pissy now. Uh-huh. She did it, and you're still gonna bite her. So why are you, why are you going through the motions of this um, super pretentious like way that you're going to attack people, and then not actually um, be a part of? The yeah. <laughs> um, 
Which, and then, I don't know if they just did that specifically so they could tie it back to the end when What's-Her-Face was like, we don't, we aren't sinners because we're sin, because we sin. Uh We sin because we are sinners. Mm -hmm. And then they said the same thing about evil, and they were Mm -hmm. talking about that. Like, we're not, uh, we are not evil because we commit evil deeds. We commit evil deeds because because we're evil. evil. And then they're they're having that conversation while they're showing us these pictures of bodies in mass graves. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have just panning down these bodies and these mass graves of all this death and genocide, um, and is addiction evil? And so I'm trying to figure out what part of addiction and sin and evil, Mm -hmm. um, overlaid with the genocide. Like, I understand genocide is not good. So, like, sure, genocide is evil. Um, but, like, why then... Like, okay, is addiction evil? Is genocide evil? I said something weird at the beginning, which I was wondering now if that was supposed to be important for the rest of the movie, Mm -hmm. where they were talking about this one person that was uh, charged with war crimes Mm -hmm. for the massacre in Vietnam, Mm -hmm. and something about, well, why shouldn't shouldn't this be blamed on everyone that contributed, not just one person? Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that is important. Um, maybe. Because I do remember that, and then I remember, um, that Lily Taylor was upset by it. Like, she was uh-huh. upset about learning about this genocide. And then even they went to eat one day while Lily, or what's her name, Kathleen, was eating, and then Edie Falco came in, and then, like, sat down with her, and then opened all of her books, and then she was like, how can you eat while you're reading, reading that this, stuff? Yeah. And so, um... Yeah. And that's when she's like, what is going on with you? You're acting real weird. Yeah. But I feel like they didn't really establish the kind of person that she was or her character well enough before they try to illustrate it changing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have, I don't know, was she already doing meth? Like, why does she have this? Yeah. Why does she, she just have needles all over? Exactly. Most certainly. Oh, there was the homeless man. So, there was also the homeless man. Yeah. She um gets turned real, real early. Like, within the first ten minutes of the movie. And it seems to happen real fast, too. And it does happen real fast, because that night, she's, like, bloody and gross, and now she's having this hunger and these mm-hmm. pains and this, like, um, these struggles. And so, she is walking down the street one night and sees a homeless man passed out, and then is just like, ooh, okay, and takes a needle, like, takes a huge syringe, uh-huh. um, and pu- draws his blood and then takes it home with her and then injects it into her arm. Mm-hmm. And um, never once have I seen a vampire ingest blood that way. Uh-huh. Like it's, I thought that was real weird. Uh-huh. Where it's like they need more blood mm-hmm. um, as opposed to consuming it. But then she does turn. She, then she does she, start biting people. She does start place. biting people. So it's the homeless guy and a professor are the two people that she like. That she needles, yeah. that she needles, and then everybody else is biting. But why does she have all these needles lying around? What? Like who's just in like? Your... Yep, I I have a syringe just in my bag. Like even if she found the syringe on the street next to the homeless man, like I it didn't... looked like it had just come out of a bag. It did. Like, it was real clean and in good shape. And I didn't feel like there. And it was it was a syringe, like. Yes. For withdrawing copious amounts of liquid. It's not, not a small Not just like one. a hypodermic needle. Yeah. It's a, it's a big one. And so I didn't feel like she was so far gone that the idea of taking, let's say it's a needle she found on the street or even one in her uh-huh. purse 
why she would take a needle, take someone else's blood, and then inject it into her. It felt like an abrupt jump. <laughs> yes, it went straight from, like, Escalated I don't feel quick. good to let me put someone else's, like, someone that I don't know, some strange uh-huh. passed out man on the street's blood into me. And then, in all fairness, how do you get blood from someone? It's like, that's the first place to find mm-hmm. it is on a passed out person. Because that's why she drugs the... Um, the professor. The professor, because um, people don't just give you their blood unless you just take it, and then that's when biting comes over. Although something that I thought was weird, and maybe I just missed it, it didn't look like anyone had any fangs. Mm-mm. So I don't know how they were biting these people with their meat tears. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what they were Because doing. then, like, then when they would bite them, the, the wound would bleed copiously. Yeah. But also gelatinously. Mm-hmm. You know. So I... I <laughs> no, it was, um... It was a little weird. I'm not gonna... I'm trying to... I'm trying to understand the deeper philosophical meanings of it, even when they're talking about, like, okay, a vampire as an addict... Mm-hmm. Um, but then how do you link it to this genocide that they were talking about? Is it via suffering? Because at one point they were talking about suffering. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, is the gen- is the people suffering in this genocide the same as, like, this addict suffering from withdrawal? But, like, how are they the same or how are they different, I guess? Yeah, I didn't. And I, and that is a question you can pose. I don't feel like it was a question that maybe was answered or maybe it was answered in a way that I didn't catch. Yeah. Because it took me a while to even put together like, okay, okay, they're suffering here with this Holocaust and genocide and then they're suffering here as an addict. Why are we putting those together is where I'm still mm-hmm. stuck. Um, because yes, it's still, I see that like banana is fruit and <laughs> apple is fruit, but apple banana. Uh, yeah. Um, is, I'm real basic, guys. Like, I don't know. Um, and it felt a little bit like the main purpose of Christopher Walken's portion was just to be like, ah, see how you are a slave to your addiction. To monologue. To, like, pretentiously monologue. Because she didn't talk the whole time. It was just him in a bathrobe. Mm -hmm. Um. Which, he had a lot of hair, and it was wet, and it was weird. It was weird. (laughs) On, like, a very... Like, super basic level where you're just like, why is your hair like that? Let's Yeah, it was cool. just, like, plastered to his forehead. It, it was very strange. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if I've said this already. If I have, then I'll cut it out. Or if it was when we were talking earlier about Lily Taylor specifically being incredibly uninhibited in everything she did. I will give her that. Like, her performance is very mm-hmm. good. Uh, never once did I feel she was forced or trying too hard or um, uncomfortable with anything that she was doing to the point where it was like, I don't know, I guess I'll just flail on the ground. Like, she legitimately looked in pain, and mm-hmm. she looked like she was suffering, and she looked like it, it was she was in agony. The I never felt like any of the acting in the movie was bad. Because we see a lot of these where yeah. I'm just like, oh, God. It, except for Christopher Walken just pretentiously monologuing. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't feel out of place. Like, it didn't feel in place. Like, it didn't make any sense. We're like, what the fuck is he doing here? But with the entire tone of the movie, it also, I'm like, yeah, why not? Yeah. This, this, naturally. (laughs) Let's just have this guy now. It's fine. Yeah. Edie Falco did a good job. I felt Mm -hmm. she was like, especially when she was getting attacked, where she's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And she felt very natural about, like, a friend Mm -hmm. transforming in front of her. Yeah. 
And so I really appreciated that, that she um, was just on the street, upside down, like writhing and wasn't scared to do that. Because as an actor, it's weird where you're just yeah. like, I have to do what? Ah, I feel so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second you let go of all of that, then you can actually do something mm-hmm. good. But it is getting rid of that. That's real awkward. And yeah. we see so many of these movies where it's just like, they don't commit to it. And she did. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, good job committing to this, that you have what's going on. Um, Avencio was right. It was real quiet. Yeah, there was... And I feel like it's not, oh, we just had the volume down. No, it was quiet. Mm -hmm. Because then the music would start and it would be really loud Mm -hmm. because we turned it up. And we've seen these quiet ones, like when we watched um, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night or Only Lover's Life Left Alive, that those are also quiet, but I never felt like I was struggling to hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if it was just 1995 sound dubbing or sound mixing. Well, um, there was a weird moment where, so it, when it opens with those, like, war pictures, uh-huh. and then it goes to them in the lecture hall, mm-hmm. like, you can hear ambient like paper rustling blah 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 yeah. and their mouths are moving but you can't hear any like there there are no words and jordan thought that the sound like jordan thought that the sound went out uh-huh. in the um version we were watching um and then until she's like okay bye and we're like oh okay oh no it's there, working okay there is sound okay fantastic and that um, was really weird mm-hmm. like i'm not exactly sure what the purpose of that was i don't know i don't know if it was some sort of because um is the silence Something that we're missing. Because they had other, like, instrumental underscoring mm-hmm. that was always, that was there. Um, but for some reason, there were scenes that were just silent. I wonder why they made those choices. Yeah. I, I wonder if there's, like, director commentary or something. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, so, I'm yeah, we're still trying to find the line <laughs> that makes those two a thing. Something that happened when she brought the professor over Mm -hmm. was, like, we see that all of the, like, reflective surfaces in her apartment have been covered. Yeah. We have that. Oh, and then she shows up to class, and now she's wearing sunglasses in the raw daylight. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. like, like, straight up. Yeah, straight up Lost Boys, like, every angsty, like, Uh long, dark hair in your face that hasn't been washed in your sunglasses. Mm -hmm. Um, They do that, and then she is affected by sun. It doesn't, like, burst her into flames right Uh away, because she kind of walks into it and is like, oh, no, 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 bye, I gotta go do something else. Um, We don't, do we ever have the word vampire? I think we do. Do we? I I want to say it's said at least once. I wonder if Christopher But now Walken I'm not said sure. Um, um, but they did show Christopher Walken having a reflection. Oh, did they? Uh-huh. Okay. After his whole spiel about being almost human. There are only three pieces of trivia for this movie? How, like, how obscure is this thing? <laughs> um, there's a film critic who places it number one of his... Uh, number one in his top ten films of all time. Oh, good for you. Shot in 20 Days. Both Edie Falco and Michael Imperioli is in it, who both go on to The Sopranos. That's all we got. I even tried to look up um, trivia on the director, because I feel like the director is someone we should know, or Mm -hmm. the screenplay, the writer, is someone we should know, but there's not a whole lot. It's like, he grew up in New York. He is... Italian and Dutch. <laughs> he married this woman. Like, it's yeah. all super basic stuff. Like, he went to Belize to release his movie about Mary. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like that's not a piece of trivia that he went to Belize, like, or yeah. Um, so yeah, there's this movie. Um, would you recommend it? Uh, probably not. Yeah. I mean, I guess if, like, you're super into philosophy and that kind of stuff, maybe you would appreciate it, mm-hmm. but I I don't feel like I ever need to watch it again. And if I was going to be like, hey, guys, let's have, like, a fun time and sit down and watch a movie, yeah. I would not pick this one. It's really short. It's an hour and 20 yeah. minutes, which I know is only 10 minutes shorter than, like, the hour and 30 minute movies we watch, mm-hmm. but I feel like that 10 minutes is... Yeah. Um... But I also feel like there were times where it moved so quickly Mm -hmm. that, like, things that you should know were just left out. Like, Mm -hmm. where the hell did Christopher Walken come from? Where did he come from and where did he go? How (laughs) did she find him? And then, yeah, she was talking to some point about the guy that worked in the butcher shop. And I don't know if that was just a story she was telling. Yeah, I don't know what that had to do with anything. We didn't need to meet that butcher guy. But um, she's like... Well, because for a while, when Christopher Walken showed up, we were like, is that the butcher? Yeah. Like, is that the guy? No, no, okay, he's a vamp. All right. Okay. Uh, and then, like, the anthropology student that she meets at the library, mm-hmm. that whole thing lasts, like, a minute and a half. It's so where quick. she talks to her, invites her to her house, bites her, and sends her away. Because, like, I've been to college. I didn't just meet people in the library and then invite them back to my house. No. And I know this is 1995, but I went to college in 2000. <laughs> I don't know, like, how different, like... New York University is, or University of New York. I don't know what 1995 University of New York is like uh, for chicks living in dorms, but that is most certainly something in Northern uh-huh. California that Shannon didn't do in no. 2000. <laughs> like, it, it didn't explain the relationship between her and her professor, mm-hmm. who, who apparently is totally fine going back to her place. Yeah, so he was fine going back inside, and then we were just so cranky, because it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then when he was on her Yeah, this lady drugs you and takes all your money, and then you still give her your her thesis? Like, yeah, you're, you're on still, her panel. You're on her panel, <laughs> you review it, you give her her thing, and, like, you're totally okay with that, but, like, you said that you would go to her apartment knowing that you were also going to be on the board mm-hmm. that, like, reviewed her shit. I feel like there was a lot of... Um, inappropriate conflict of interest right there. Yeah. So that's always fun. Um, I feel like, I mean, is it a vampire movie? And yes, in that there are sort of vampires in it. Yeah. And now that I've said that they say vampire, I'm not actually sure if I remember that correctly or not. Yeah. Um, it, but it doesn't feel like it's a vampire movie about vampires. It feels like it's a vampire movie about religion or drug addiction. Yeah. Or, you know... I agree with what you said earlier, where the vampires are just a metaphor for something else. And I think there are other ones that we've seen where the idea of vampirism is just this extra Mm -hmm. piece, and it just happens to have this underlying vampire thing, because that is, like, a monster of choice. Um, They're just, like, trying to use this to show, like, oh, see how these people are a slave to their addiction, or to mm -hmm. their sin, or... Mm -hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I want someone smarter than me. Uh, like, Marcel, if you listen to this, <laughs> I want you to watch help. this and help me and tell me. Because I feel like I just missed it. Um, and there are so many reviews that are just like, no, this totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is totally great. This is, like, one of the best vampire movies I've ever seen. And I'm just like, 
And I think that's another thing is, like, maybe it's a good philosophy movie, but I don't think you could be like, this is a great vampire movie. Yeah. Um, One person was saying, uh, one review was, this makes me mad, one review was saying that the party, like, the graduation party, where all of her, like, the vampire, or the, the people that she has bitten... Um, start attacking the other people there is a better attack scene than the opening club scene of Blade. And I'm like... Which is absolutely not true. I'm like, well, or yes, it is, because it's also, like, I hate that. Like, that... These are also Banana and Apple. Of those three movies, like, the first one was the best one. (laughs) (laughs) Relatively speaking. Well, it's just, like, those are so completely different. Uh Um a tech parties where I'm like, yeah. I would not even compare anything about Blade to anything about this. Well, like, at this party, this girl is like, oh, I need to hide for, from these vampires. So she goes and sits in the fireplace. Like, it's not... She she just sits down in front of the fireplace. Yeah. She's like, oh, maybe I can climb up the chimney. Nope, I'm just gonna sit here. I just... Like, <laughs> don't even compare those. That is stupid. Like, I was really cranky. Um, and so I'm wondering if I had... The extensive knowledge, because someone was talking about nihilism and non-dualism. Yeah, they're like, did you notice that this wasn't nihilism? Like, and that it was non-dualism? No, and I'm I didn't. using my sassy pants because I do not know. <laughs> and I feel like there are a lot of things that I do know, and then it comes to philosophy, and I'm like, buy them out. I'm not even going to yeah. pretend to have any sort of clue as to what's going on. I mean, a lot of the reviews were really pretentious. And the one that was like, was I the only one that got this movie just pissed me off. Like, yes. And I'm like, stop that. Um, it most certainly made me mad, too. Uh, yes, go um, sit by yourself. <laughs> I want to go to that chick on YouTube that I've been following and see if she watched this and see if she got a better, um, grasp of it. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can, I can appreciate, like, vampires as metaphors. Like, okay, cool, yeah, we got this addiction and we've got this, like, um, this is a simple way to show mm-hmm. it because we understand the idea of, like, vampires and so it's... Whatever. But it felt like a very shallow metaphor in that they didn't really get into vampirism other than like, oh, you have trouble with reflection and the sun and you like blood. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Um, I think they spent a lot of time telling us how smart they were and not not helping anything. Yeah. Where it's just like, or you can maybe show us Let's talk about how futile everything is. Credits. I'm like, (laughs) I, I don't know. And, like, I don't know what the significance of her placing a flower on her own grave and then walking away was. Mm-hmm. So, like... I also feel Was like she not dead? Did they fake her death? How did she was get out she, of the hospital like, and now she has not a thing? undead before and now she's undead? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what the hell that was. I am also... They had to very specifically pick that her birthday was on Halloween. Yeah. That's, like... And then I even looked. I'm like, maybe... It's someone, maybe it's Lily Taylor's birthday or something, but it is not. She's born in February. Um, you have to very specifically pick October thirty first. Like, was that important to be your birthday? Like you, you pick birthdays on purpose. Like even in my book, like I very mm-hmm. specifically picked her birthday for a reason, or like everybody's birthdays, everybody's name, everything has significance. Like, yeah. When you're picking something like that, because you're just like, oh, what do you should be? I don't know. Just, like throw a dart at a cal- calendar. And like like yep, I went through, go. and I'm like, no, I think I, I like looked through the different uh, zodiac signs, and I'm like, okay, no, I don't want her to be a Pisces. I don't want her to be like. I think I want her to be a Gemini. I think that's and like, I don't have these memorized. Like some people are really good with that, where they're just like, oh, you're a Leo, aren't you? And I'm like, can't tell you jack shit about a Leo. 
Um, I am a Leo, though. <laughs> oh, are you? What are, what are things about you? <laughs> uh, well, see, that's, a, like, a weird thing, because there's, like, the sign that you're born under, uh-huh. but then, like, as you progress through life, like, your chart progresses. Oh, Jesus, so, like, I didn't even know I, that! I, I, I recently learned about this, and it, like, Ugh. blew my mind, so I, like, re-ran my, like, I ran a progression chart, and, like, I'm, now my sign isn't a Virgo, and I was like, I understand. Because oh. Leo, it's all like, you want to be the center of attention, and you're super prideful. And I'm like, no, I want people to leave me alone. Like, <laughs> Mine's always, so I'm a Pisces, and mine is always just like, you're creative, and you're a lawyer. And then half the time, I'm like, you're right. Yes, I am creative, and I am like, yes, I will stay loyal to one thing, whether or not that's a good idea, because I always feel bad. Like, I most certainly picked up a plant the other day at the at the grocery store, and then I'm like, Shannon, you just bought a plant put the fucking plant back. You don't need this plant. And then I felt bad and I'm like, but I picked this plant. And, (laughs) but I picked it and I need to give it a good home because now I'm going to put it, why would I put it back? Like, like I feel that like tug to remain constant to something, even though it is a plant. Uh Like it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's like Um, your, your chart moves like one degree for every year of your life. um, So it's like, I think throughout Okay. I, I don't know. Who knows how old I'll be, but I, I want to say by, like, 2040 something or whatever, it'll have, like, moved a whole other sign. Oh, so it's gotcha. Like, I should look. At it's what super I, interesting to, like, Because then there stuff. are also times where it's, like, Pisces are, um, they always make me really, like, overly sensitive. Mm-hmm. And, like, that I cry at everything. And that, like, when you do the, what movie should you watch based on your sign? It's always, like, chick flicks. Yeah. And it's, like, what dessert should you have? And it always has strawberries and, like, I don't know. I feel like it's always way more sensitive than I am. And then I feel like a psychopath. Mine is always but. things where it's, like, what do you want to do? Oh, well, like, you're a Leo, so you should go do karaoke. I've never done karaoke in my goddamn life. Yeah, you're like, like Fuck I, that. no. No. I, <laughs> you love being around lots of people. Nope, absolutely not. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> There's also, I followed the year that I was born, so, like, the Chinese New Year, so, like, what animal you are. Mm-hmm. And then there was some book that we were reading at a party in college, and we were going through, and it was like, okay, the time of year gives you, like, water, earth, air, fire, whatever, and then the year you were born, and so my friend Gina, she was, like, a fire dragon, and I'm like, you're so fucking cool, like, you are so cool, that is, like, the best thing you could be, because you could be, like, a fucking fire pig, or, like... (laughs) You know, like, okay, but if a fire pig ran at you, I'd be fucking terrified. Right? <laughs> if a fire pig came at me, I'd be like, Ugh. but like a fire dragon—that's badass. But then mine, which is completely accurate, but still makes me feel dumpy, is a water dog. <laughs> Where I love dogs and I love the water, and I wish I were a mermaid octopus, and I also love puppies, and I just want to cuddle them all day. I don't want to be a water dog when I know that you could be a fire dragon. But I also don't want to be a fire dog. <laughs> so I'm trying to decide if I would recommend this movie. Probably not. But like... I feel like you'd I'm, have to be a real specific person to recommend it yeah, to. And I don't think I know any of those people. I want to understand it better. So like I'm not going to say that I didn't like it. But I'm not going to say that I did like it. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm missing it. And that I want to understand it. And so now I feel like they quoted Kierkegaard a lot. They quote they quoted Sartre a lot. Like, like they totally R C Scott or R, I don't someone someone. They quoted a lot of people. They had a whole list of them like on mm-hmm. the chalkboard. Um, I feel like these are people they picked specifically. Um, 
or they took a philosophy class in college and these are the only ones they could remember. Because if I've heard of those two, then that means they have to be super basic. Um, and if Kierkegaard is mentioned in Wayne's World, then it has to be super <laughs> basic. Because um, I can't imagine, like, I know those are relatively smart boys, but, like, come on, it's Wayne's World. Yeah. So I can't decide if I would recommend it or not, or if I liked it or not. I wanted to get it, and maybe I just have, like, mush brain because I've been sick and we haven't watched a movie in a while, and so... I don't think I could watch this movie enough times to, like, really be like, oh, I get it. And Jordan's really good at... He watched it with us, too, but then couldn't record. And he's very good at trying to give movies the credence that maybe Mm -hmm. they want. (laughs) Or, like, well, no, let's step back and look at this. Like, he was very good in Valerie and Her Week of Wonders, where he's just like, well, no, it's not just weird for the sake of being weird. Let's, like think about this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're right. You're smart. <laughs> but even he was just like, I don't think I get it. I don't think I could be a philosophy major. We're just like, okay, bye. We're all out. <laughs> nope. And so that's where I am, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else about the addiction? No. <laughs> no. It was, it was a movie. Yeah. We watched it. Um, I'm not sad that we watched it. Yeah. I'm not like... It's not like freaking that movie that should not be named that I don't even want to edit and release. <laughs> where, um, I'm like, no, it's okay. Like, it was a good, per- like, good performances. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind that it was black and white. One of the reviews was just like, I hate it when movies are in black and white. I'm like, who the fuck cares? Okay. Why? That's who- just like a personal opinion, not like, oh, here's a bad thing about the movie. No, who cares? <laughs> like, that's dumb. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm missing something. Or whatever. So if you have seen The Addiction and you want to help me out and <laughs> let me know what I'm missing and why it's good or why it's bad and just legit this isn't Please good. Explain. Just, yeah, you can contact us on Facebook or Instagram at Vampire Movie Club and on Twitter at Vamp Movie Club. Or you can email us at vampiremovieclub at gmail.com and, like, let us know what you think. And if you've seen it and do you understand philosophy and we're missing something... <laughs> Remember, I have a research degree, so I'm real good with, like, facts and things that happened, um, and not real good at uh, abstract thinking. (laughs) And I'm real good at choreography and crafting, (laughs) and yeah. And that's more annoying, because I know we do so much theater where you have to go, and you're like, maybe they mean this, and you have Mm -hmm. to, like, interpret all sorts of scripts and all sorts of, like, I can watch a dance piece and understand its, like, implications Mm -hmm. through movement, but not necessarily facts. I feel like I'm cutting myself short. Um, I feel like I'm almost cutting myself short because I know that I can interpret, like, mm-hmm. ah, interpretive dance. And I'm like, yes, I feel the thing that they're doing. Yeah. Um, like, um, songs bring emotion and, like, uh, and, like, it's not just words and facts. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm not quite so bonesish as I think I am. <laughs> um, but, geez, like, I missed it. So yeah. if you want to help me out, I would greatly appreciate it. Because I want to understand. Because it's not bad, but it's also not necessarily good. It's not something that you're going to be like, I'm going to watch a fun movie and then sit down and put in. Yeah. I can't, like, I don't know. And so, um, yeah, contact us on those venues and, like, Explain tell this us movie. all about things. <laughs> um, if you could also leave us a review on iTunes or any of the other platforms that you participate in, that would be super cool. And we would like to thank the band Caravan of Thieves for the use of their song, The Fun House Entrance, from the album The Fun House. Uh, legit, guys, have you gotten it yet? You should tell me if you got it, because it's really good. Jordan and I heard it on Radio Boise, and we're just like, this is amazing. And we did the the Google where you 
It's oh, like, it's like, hey, what, what is song? What song am I listening to? And it's like, you're listening to Caravan of Thieves. And we're just like, Hell's Bells. And then we, like, bought their album that night. We're just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever <laughs> listened to. Um, so, yeah, support them. They're cool. And they let us use our song, or their song. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I think that's all we have. I haven't yeah. I haven't done one of these in, like, three nothing. weeks. <laughs> and I don't remember how to do it anymore. Um, cool. Thank you very much for joining us. And don't suck. Hey. <laughs> It's a beautiful world if you look at a glance It's a dream if you stare at a screen If you wait in the line every time By the day as you die, you'll have waited your